0: know what we're doing. Good morning. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rose Ivy. <laughs> Harry Drells is uh recuperating. He's out recuperating from uh knee surgery and we are praying that he is well and following uh post surgery instructions. How's everybody doing this morning? Uh so we got some folks uh that are uh sitting in and uh thank you very much for uh manning the shop. I don't know what this is right here but it is it is on my nerves. I can't seem to get rid of it. Uh it's something on my screen that I that it won't leave. I don't know where this comes from. Anyway, it'll uh it'll do what it's going to do, baby. How's everybody doing this morning? Last night I was at uh Possible Futures to hear uh, uh, a very talented Ross Gay uh, read essays and uh, poems. He is a witty guy and uh, cute as, as cute as he can be too. You know, he's a cute guy. Uh, So, uh, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like he's easy on the eyes, that kind of thing. Easy on the eyes, as old folks would say. Easy on the odds. Uh, ran into some folks that I hadn't seen in a minute. Some Yale Divinity folks, Yale Divinity School folks. It was nice seeing them. Sora Ryan and uh, a couple of other folks that were in the mix. <coughs> yeah, Paul, I know you. I know you're holding it down for Tom Breen. You're doing all right. <laughs> don't sweat it. Don't sweat. Don't sweat the technique. Let me put some light on the situation. Uh yeah, so I'm still in uh Africa mode. I had a good time in Senegal. Uh I wish Harry was here because I want to talk about the Russia thing. I'll I'll save that for the second hour. But let me tell you something about what I learned about Senegal. They have the cleanest bathrooms of any place I've ever been in the world. Every bathroom, public, private, airport, ferry. <laughs> Bathroom's is clean AF. And you know why? Because uh, Muslims have to wash their behinds when they go to the bathroom. Uh, they just have to wash. So the bathroom is set up to wash. You know. They just they just stay clean. They just wash. Of course there's toilet paper in there. But there's a little there's a little hose. A little sprayer thing, um, so that uh, you could wash yourself. You know your nether your nether regions. But the bathrooms we we went when we went to go on the pink sea, the pink lake, and uh, and we went to the bathroom on the pink lake, and it was like little hut kind of vibe thing. It was clean as all get out, cleaned. Clean, 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 clean. Now, now one of the ladies saw a mouse in there, but that's because this thing is out in the daggone woods in the woodlands. <laughs> so I'm sure there are all kinds of animals run up in there and run out or whatever, but it's not dirty, it's not nasty. Every bathroom that I went into in Senegal and Dakar and La Petite Cote was clean. And they had people who stand outside to clean the bathrooms on the regular, particularly at restaurants and hotels. When we went to the uh, when we went on safari, they had a woman sitting out there, and that was her job all day. And you could tip her because she kept the bathroom nice, floor swept, toilets wiped down, sinks dried off, and enough paper towels, enough toilet paper. I mean, it was it was. Amazing to see. I was quite impressed. Cause you know, you think you go in a foreign country, you think, well, it's gonna just be a pain. Nope. The bathrooms probably was one of the best parts. <laughs> I, I I pride myself on being a bathroom connoisseur. <laughs> cuz i i get it from my sister cuz my sister cannot abide a public bathroom. She just can't abide it. She just can't abide a public bathroom. She just can't ab- abide it. She just can't. And uh Oh. <laughs> <sighs> she just she just can't. She just can't. So i i've carried some of that of her with me. I i could use a public bathroom. I don't like to and it will drive me nuts if it's nasty. I'm like, Harry, I have to clean it first before I can use it. That's just that's just how it's going to go down because I, I just can't. So anyway, the cleanest bathrooms you ever want to go into anywhere in the world is Senegal. Dakar and La Petite Coupe. I'm, you can eat in there. That's how clean it is. Now, I wouldn't advise that because... But uh I, I will say this. It is uh it was a beautiful thing. We went to the beach, went to the bathroom, clean. Can't say the same thing for lighthouse. <laughs> you go to lighthouse in New Haven, you go at your own risk. I know listen. Listen, I know public works do the best that they can if they're in charge of that. But it's not like synagogue. You know. So, uh, anyway. 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 So, that's it. That's what I'm going to tell you the bathrooms were unbelievably clean i i was struck by that and you know the first the first couple of times you're in there you think it's a fluke but then when you go to every bathroom i don't care if it was the grocery store or the gas station or the the bungalows at the beach or wherever these bathrooms was clean 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 harry you would have you would have you would have been happy <laughs> You, you, you would have been uh, happy. You would have been very, very happy, cause the bathrooms were very, very clean. I was not grossed out, not one bit, not one bit. So, so anyway, uh, I miss it already. Uh, miss Hamine is on her way back to uh, Senegal. That's where she lives. And we were trying to connect before uh, I left. And then I was trying to see it before she left, but it it wouldn't, it couldn't, it wouldn't work. So, uh, but I I plan to go back because it was such a, it was so, uh, it was so enjoyable. Just so right at home. You know, I I was on somebody's Instagram page and they had just came back from someplace in Africa too. And they were like, it just felt like family reunion. That's what I said. I said it felt like family reunion, and they messaged me back saying, or they replied, it's like, that's exactly what it was like. I'm telling you, when you're there as a Black person, and and, I, and these are the kinds of conversations I want to have with Black people who have gone to the continent. When you're there, I mean, it just feels like you are, you slip right into a puzzle, into a piece of a puzzle. Like past and present just meet. It just meets. And it's an it's a, it's a inexplicable inexplicable thing you know where where your african and your americanness meet up and then it makes sense no the slave trade is never going to make sense man's inhumanity to man is never going to make sense on both sides on the african sides and on the white folks side it's not going to make sense there's a lot of harm and trauma a lot and there's enough blame for everybody, so come get you some blame if you want to. But I will say this: when you land there, when you're there, it, it you have a sense of home, home, homeness. It is very familiar it is it it has a very strong sense of familiarity um the food. you know, you eat the food and you're like. Oh, this tastes like uh island spice. Or this tastes like North Carolina. Or this tastes like Texas. Or this tastes like Arkansas. Do you know what I mean like you you get that real sense of connection through food, through the traveling of food. Uh I think that's probably why High and the Hog did so well because it took us all the way back to where it began. And brought us full circle, you know, so that we could see, you know, sweet potatoes, yams, you know, okra, different kinds of rice. Uh, And baby, everybody in Africa has a joel of rice. You think the Ghanaian and the Nigerian joel of rice wars are a thing. Honey, them Senegalese people will tell you, oh, no, 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 no. It's begun here. (laughs) They got their own jollof rice, which they swear on my mama, on my hood, that it's the jollof rice. Listen, I ain't mad. I'm going to eat Nigerian jollof rice. I'm going to eat the Ghanaian jollof rice. I'm going to eat the Senegalese Ghanaian uh, jollof rice. And whoever else makes some jollof rice, I'm going to eat it and I'm going to be pleased. And prayerful about it. So yeah, I tell you, my favorite thing is that monkfish. That monkfish is something. Now I can get some monkfish. I'm not gonna cook it. <laughs> I need I need to find me a show enough African person to cook me some monkfish because I don't want to. I you know I'm a trained chef. I can cook. I don't want to cook. I want the authenticity. I don't want my spin on authenticity. I want authenticity. That's what I'm saying. That's that's my point. <laughs> that's that's the point that I'm making. That is the point. Uh, that jollof rice, though, cha, baby. Let me tell you something. And then uh, Felicia, who was our, our chef, our resident chef, you know, she came every day with her bags, groceries. Every day she came with groceries. These people are some grocery store-going people. Um, She came with the, with the groceries and uh, uh, and would just be burning up in there. She'd just be cooking, cooking. I mean, she'd be getting it in. And, uh, you know, she'd be in there singing and cooking and I was like, okay. I'm I'm here for it. So uh it, it was it was uh it was something. It's nice to have somebody cook for you. And you know how um the hibiscus tea hibiscus uh is called um something else in Senegal, but it's hibiscus hibiscus just like jamaicans call it sorrel um they call it what is it booba bobo or well, something gosh it has escaped me it'll come back to me so they have that with a little sugar in it i don't i don't i i actually like it mixed with and they do a ginger drink too now if if you are not courageous i would not suggest you do this ginger this ginger will open you up to the ancestors <laughs> that, that, that ginger is so deck on strong <laughs> whatever was ailing you you have a glass of that you are cured i listen you are cured for life so i mixed it with the with the hibiscus and it made for a refreshing drink. I mostly drink a lot of wine, you know, I'm a wine drinker. Because I feel like if you're in a French a French colonized country, all they got is good ass French wine, you know, and, and the prices are made. If I could have shipped all that wine back, I would have, they wouldn't have let me though. They'd have been like, uh-uh, no, 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 my sister, no sister. no 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 sista no 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 so anyway that's that uh i'll talk a little bit about senegal every day let me let me let me jump into this um hopkins suspends the palestine protesters spouse i don't i don't like that headline but i but you know that's all right 68 comments so people weighing in on it right so a private school has placed an employee on administrative lead after his wife and neighbor got in an argument over the war in gaza so the people in question are is tabisa rich and her husband rich tabisa and her husband rich her husband rich teaches at hopkins um if you're following this whole gaza nightmare you know uh then you know that South Africa stands with Gaza. Now, Tabisa is from South Africa. They know a little something, something about <laughs> occupation, genocide. I mean, they know a little something, something about it. As do many people of color around those around the world. But Tabisa lives here in Connecticut. So, Uh, Hopkins School announced the action against Charlie Rich, its associate director of annual and reunion giving on February 17th. Now, the only thing that I could make of this is that Hopkins got all up in their feelings like Harvard and got to thinking, oh, this is messing with our money. Because that's the only thing that I could think how this could make any semblance of sense. Hopkins don't want to lose rich-ass Jewish donors. That's If I'm wrong, I apologize. I don't think I'm wrong. Consider that Hopkins started out not wanting Jews in their school to begin with. But that's a story for another day. So I guess this neighbor... (laughs) You know, they got their signs up. Everybody got their signs up. Everybody taking their sides. Everybody is, you know, taking their sides on this thing. And she's outside her house. I guess the neighbor, he lives like a door or two down or whatever. I'm not understanding how her husband gets drawn into it. I I don't. (laughs) Because she wasn't on Hopkins property protesting. But okay. So I guess that person who was, was, you know, mad that Tabisa is standing on the side of Gaza, I guess, commits to calling her a Nazi. Now, let me tell you something about when you use language like that. Now, you know, I know, they know, that person knows, Tabisa Rich is not a freaking Nazi. And to use that language, is insulting and disrespectful to the people who actually died at the hands of Nazis. That's that's the part that I I take a whole lot of issue with. I don't care if you are Jewish. Jews don't get to lobby that word at people because they feel some kind of way about an action. That's not what the use of that word is for. You just don't call people Nazis because you don't like their position. She ain't marching nobody to no damn gas station, gas chambers, concentration camps, and neither has her people. Do you understand me? Neither has her people. So to call her a Nazi is dead ass, wrong as the day is long. That's number one. Now, Maybe she's wrong on some level about using a blow horn or whatever. I, don't, Whatever. But that's what protest is. Protest is designed to make you feel uncomfortable. That's what it is. If protest was to make you feel comfortable, it would be a spa. <laughs> if you want to be comfortable protesting, go to a spa. <laughs> Protesting is supposed to be uncomfortable. People are losing their minds. People are being uh, irrational and unreasonable about a thing that has been blown out of proportion because that says people's people's feelings are at an all-time high. Now I I, I don't understand New Haven Jewish people who are, who are who are thinking that people are unsympathetic to Jewish to, to Israel. I, I don't even know how that could even come out of any. Jewish person's mouth in New Haven I I don't get it I don't see it and listen I don't care who you are nobody wants to see wholesale killing of women children and and people uh, uh, onslaught we don't want to see that like we are the only animals on this planet that have the gift of reason. Even though we act as though we do not. But we have the gift of reason, meaning we can invite reasonable discourse and conversation at any time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <sighs>
0: uh. I if I was a Hopkins parent and I'm not I would march on that damn school and demand them to rescind that foolishness because that sends a very dangerous message And you don't have to look to Nazi Germany to see the message you don't We don't have to go that far <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not understanding Hopkins Position here. Maybe they feel, I, and I i honestly think it's a money grab. I think they just don't want their rich donors who might be Jewish to feel some kind of way and take their money. Where are they going to take their money? They already invested. They like the school. Where are they going to take their money? I could be wrong. I could be, maybe I'm reading more into this than what's, it, 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 you know, you know, yeah. I, I mean I, I don't blame Jewish families for feeling unsafe in a time when when they are always under siege and always under attack. But here's the thing. This you're not under attack right now. And and the real the real casualty of all of this are 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 the innocent people in Gaza who no longer can stay in their homeland that was their homeland to begin with and you people could say whatever they want they could they could they could say israel has a right to a home absolutely they do and you could say palestine missed the opportunity to become a state you could make that case argument but when people feel wronged and they were wronged. It's hard to sort of say, just go and accept this, right? Even if it's in your best interest, it's hard because what happens next? When 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 do you stop acquiescing to the bigger power? When do you stop rolling over for the bigger power? And that that is at the heart of every fight every war, every everything when do you not roll over for it? I mean what is happening in Gaza and what Israel is doing is wrong I I don't give a damn. my Jewish friends can call me out all they want and they don't because my Jewish friends notice how I said my Jewish friends like I own them <laughs> the Jewish people that I know and respect and admire are not for this Gaza mess they are not for it. Now, I do know Jewish people who I used to consider friends who feel like Israel's not doing enough. And I get this whole, our people have been kidnapped, bring them back. I there, There's no, there's, uh, no one is pushing that. Under, at least I'm not trying to push that under the rug. That is real. People are waiting for their loved ones. I understand that. What I don't understand is the U.S. U.S.'s stance on, and help, somebody help me if I'm wrong. See, if Harry was here, he would help me, because I, oh, we done, we done vetoed ceasefire immediately, because from what i read in the Times, and maybe I'm discerning this wrong. Oh, we can't have a ceasefire until we figure out some real ways to get to peace. What? But don't you want to stop all the killing and carnage and let the dust settle and and, and broker peace? You you want them to keep doing what they're doing while you figure out a way to broker peace that is acceptable? But doesn't cease fire begin cease fire? Who are these diplomats and why are we in the upside down? I don't get it. So back to Hopkins. So I'm just trying to understand Hopkins. What are you doing? Like, why why are you sanctioning that guy, Charlie Rich? I'm just trying to understand uh, how he gets drawn into it. Because the last I heard, they're happily married. And you know, when you take vows, forsaking all others for better or for worse, whatever it is, he gonna stand with his wife. Ain't you gonna stand with your spouse? Mm. so whoever this poop 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 co person is, go back to Germany. you Nazi does he does he see her? <laughs> does he know her? You know, this is why I have to say damn white people, because that's that's some crazy. So he so poopco or whoever this person is, they must have a lot of money to go to Hopkins and complain about this in such a way that Hopkins is afraid to other donors might feel some kind of way. And what? Pull back their dollars. I just help me somebody help. uh, Help me understand it. Make it make sense because I, I that's the only way I could come to this. So, so I guess the poop poop code person, <laughs> uh, uh, sir, is it a sir guy, man? Uh, there is no Palestinian mob in New Haven. Now, I know some gangs that you might want to be upset about, but Palestinian mobs. I've not seen any. Have, has anybody seen any Palestinian mobs today? Help me understand. I don't understand that. <laughs> I I don't understand it. I, I don't. So he posted a video that claimed the one person marched down the street was a Palestinian mob. That targeted his house and harassed his family by standing and chanting anti-Semitic slogans. Now I I know Tabisa. she didn't say no anti-Semitic mess. What does that mean? I I don't I I've never seen that. And then the and then the Daily Wire puts Connecticut city employee harasses Jewish family over pro-Israel yard sign. So, so now the, the American Jewish Committee uh, picked up that version and is accusing Rich of harassing the family and issued a statement to call mayor to take action against Ibiza as his employee. You know how you don't be liked in the world? Stuff like that. Stuff like that makes you not liked in the world. That and high fences. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Tabisa is neither German or Nazi. I I don't believe her to be anti-Semitic. I actually believe her to be a person of the world and a person of great uh, empathy for the world. I do. I, I know her. I've heard her. I've watched her sing. I know that she cares deeply about humankind. I think these, these, these pop hoopla, poopco people are wrong. They're just wrong. And, and wherever they came from, they're bringing that foolishness into our city to carry on in this way. I don't think she was marching on their house. You know. And uh, you know what? Gail, Gail Slosberg, CEO of the Jewish Foundation of Great New Haven, she know what time it is. She know what time it is. You know. So instead of saying Jewish families, you mean Jewish families in New Haven feel unsafe? What you might want to say, poop poop co, is that you feel unsafe because you run in your mouth and you're being an asshole. If if I ran my mouth the way you run your mouth, I might be nervous too that somebody will come kick my ass. But not because you're Jewish. Ain't nobody trying to kick your ass because you're Jewish. They want to kick your ass because you're an asshole. Okay, I think I... Hit my FCC quotas for cursing. <laughs> that that that's what that's how I see this. I I don't think people care if you're Jewish or not, bruh. You're an asshole. That's it. Own that part. Don't don't hide behind your faith. Don't hide behind that. Because people in New Haven are sophisticated and understand. We've been we've been in relationship with each other for a very long time in this city. And here you come talking about there's a Palestinian mob where none exist. And and if there was a Palestinian mob, why would they be on your street? Oh, because your little sign? There's little signs all over the place. I'm just saying. That just got me annoyed. Just saying. Just made me annoyed. So, Team Tabisa. I I just think this is, I think Hopkins, you, you jumping in makes it worse. And you just look stupid. Like Hopkins, you absolutely look stupid. Unequivocally, you look stupid. And small. And petty. And up for a money grab. Because that's the only way I can see this. That's the only way I can see this. And I hope that the comments that you see on the independent will help you fix this. And any parent that got their kid in that school, black, white, green, otherwise, ought to send a letter to that, to the head of that school and say, this is unacceptable behavior in 2024. And this reeks of X, Y, and Z. It just looks terrible on Hopkins' part, you know. And and you know, listen, that Charlie lives in the neighborhood. What's the problem? You know, I I just think the school is just out of line. That's that's I think the school. And the poop co, poop car, poop co guy, person, family, they out of line. Ain't nobody mad at you because you're Jewish. They're mad at you because you're an asshole. And I bet you if I ask your neighbors, if I go and poll them, they'd be like, well, you know what? He's Jewish, but that's not why we don't like him. (laughs) That's not, that's not, that's not why we don't like him. And you know, listen. That's a question for everybody to ask: Is it this or is it that? I think it's that. I think it's because you're just an idiot. Have the faith that you want to have, but don't hide behind it. Don't, 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 don't show up with you know terrible behavior. It you know behavior that is unbecoming an adult, and then say, oh. It, it's because I'm Jewish. Nope, nope, that's not it. Ding, 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 ding. That's not it. That is not it. <laughs> that is not, I guarantee you that's not it. <laughs> uh-uh, that's not it. Who among us haven't sat at seders? Who among us doesn't go to the edge of the woods and pick up some babka? Who among us don't? <laughs> what? That's not it. That's not it. So, I I think the the comments are uh are are favorably sane. I mean, there's one or two people who are like, you know, just crazy. But, you know, the usual crazy. But uh uh I I think I think Hopkins is wrong for uh suspending Charlie Rich. Wrong. I, I hope I hope Charlie Rich lawyers up. You know. And uh Glenn Glenn Denning. Glenn Denning, that's the head of Hopkins. Bruh, you need to I don't know if y'all got a communications or a PR, but you got a PR mess on your hands now. Now you don't tarnish the whole listen, people was feeling some kind of way about Hopkins anyway, but okay, we tolerated that school you know, hanging over us, you know, in in community. We tolerated it. Y'all not very reach out, reach out, reach out. So, all right. But this, this is a whole other thing. I just think, I think if they would have just stayed out of it, this wouldn't have been a big thing. Now it's a big deal. Now, you know, got all this national foolishness and, Yeah, I, I hope your board, I hope you're sitting around with your board of directors and they lashing you because this was a terrible move. And if this board signed off on that, that's a stupid ass board. Seriously. But you know what? Private schools and private ent- ent- entities think they can do what they want. And they, uh, for the most part, can. So, yeah. So what they'll do is they'll take this heat. They'll take the beat down. They'll take, you know, people looking at them side eye because they think they're righteous and right. Oh, for the good of our students, but this is why we're, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. When we already know that, uh you know, a private education is not better than a public school education, but that's a horse of another color for another day. <laughs> Go and read the education stuff. You don't really need to pay that kind of money for a, 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 a education at that level, but People believe that they must because, you know, you send your kids to those schools because you think that that's a better education and that you are sifting out an element that won't be close to your child. Whatever. I'm sure it is a fine education on some level. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is, you know. That's a lot of money to put the responsibility of educating your child when you know your kid is only in that damn school for six hours a day, maybe five. And whatever else you pour into your kid, that was really what makes the difference. But what, what do I know? <laughs> what, what do I know? I had my kids in parochial school, so I paid money, too. I get it. Just not quite that much. Yeah. I, I hope this uh, gets resolved favorably for everyone involved. <sighs> what a mess. This is how not to do things. <laughs> and we see how the world is cracked up and and then we expect children. <laughs> we We expect children to be better and and then wait, here and here's the kicker for me. We get mad at gang gang brutality and gang mentality. And what do we give them? Gang brutality and gang mentality. <laughs> oh, no, no, children. Don't do as we do. <laughs> Put down your tools of mass destruction, why don't you? And talk to each other. Peer-to-peer mediation. <laughs> you know what? Oh, chicken butt crazy i'm not crazy i know i'm not crazy help me make it make sense i don't understand why they suspended these people i don't get it i'm reading this thing on the independent like you're reading it like everybody else is reading it i'm looking at the comments i'm like okay well what what is happening (laughs) (laughs) and and apparently the hopkin parents are not in agreement with this at all them the people you got to worry about cuz them the ones that make them tuition payments and they might say you know what mmm might have to make some other educational arrangements cuz this does not seem to be working this is not the kind of education i want my child to have i don't know
2: <sighs> okay Anyway,
0: mm-hmm. I know this. Protesting is not Nazi behavior. That's number one. Let's fix that. Uh, um, uh, yeah, if your sign has the sign. I, let me tell you something. Let's, let me tell you. If I had a neighbor across the street and they had a kKK sign, and I'm not liking the kKK to Israel. That's not the point. The point that I'm making is these are these are tough times, and you ought to move toward tapping into your humanity i i don't I don't think that people are saying down with israel that's not i don't I don't hear that. What I'm hearing is people saying, Stop killing these people. Stop wholesale killing these people full stop. And then get to the table and have a conversation about how y'all can live peaceably. Now, historically, Israel's never really wanted that. Except back in the day when Carter brokered that peace deal. But I guess peace has a uh, shelf life. You know, peace has a uh, expiration date. You know, give peace a chance. I I don't know how I don't know why you won't. You know, I mean, it wasn't enough that these people were living in an apartheid situation; they were just listen. It would be so much better if everybody gets to the truth of everything. Just get to the truth of it. That's all. Start at the truth and then work from there. And then walk in truth. Because when you walk in truth, there is no room for foolishness and ignorance. Everything is laid out. This is the truth. This is how it began. This is where we went. This is where it was. This is where we are. The truth. Just talk about the truth. And then address what is happening from a place of truth so that you could get to some resolution and peace. Get to, get to peace. Just get to some peace. I, I I don't understand why people don't want peace. I don't I don't know if I want to. I think about that. I think about what's going on in the Congo that we are, you know, we concern ourselves with these white folks. We're not concerned ourselves with those Africans, you know, because we just don't care about Africans. There's enough genocide in the world to go around, I guess. But that's what you want to do. I don't know. Has there ever been a time in the history of the world where there has been complete peace across the land? In every country across this world? Has there has there been a time in the history of this world, you know, before you know, not 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 counting before people came? <laughs> not not before people came. I'm sure there was hella peace before people showed up. <laughs> but since people showed up and and the building of weapons and all the things of destruction, uh, has there been in modern time a time in which there has been universal peace across the land? And now we're trying to figure out how to fight wars in outer space. We're trying to figure out how to be the first one to have weapons in outer space. You know, and and how, and and can we survive it? (laughs) Hell no, we can't survive it, but all right. (laughs) You can watch all the Star Wars you want. I get it. I am a huge Star Wars fan, but I'm gonna tell you right now (laughs) what I know of science. That's not a good use of our time and talents. It's just not. I know there are people every day in the world. This is why we need an Al Martyr. We need like a gazillion Al Martyrs out there to just continue to broker peace. We need Al Martyrs and Jimmy Carters and Rosalind Carters and Bishop Tutu. Like we need, we need old, those old school freedom fighters for the world. You know, because we don't seem to want to rise up and to be that for humankind. We know what wrong is. We, we know. I, we know what wrong is. And yet we turn from it at every <laughs> chance. <laughs> we, could, we could easily just say, the world could say, Israel, stop killing those people. Or there'll be severe consequences. You know, more violent talk to go with the violets because that seems to be the only language that people uh, understand.
2: So... (sighs) What
0: are you going to do? I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe we could set up uh some beehives and save the bees, because if we save the bees, then that could ensure that mankind can go on even after we destroy it. I'm mean, just a, just a thought. Since we're not interested in saving humankind, maybe we could just save the bees in such a way that when we annihilate the earth, the bees can sustain and repollinate the earth after we've destroyed it, you know. I have no guests today, so I have guests tomorrow. I have no guests today. I'm just saying, that's the way of the world. Ba, 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 uh, No, I have no guests tomorrow, today, so I'll be back. So I think the second hour uh, I have to talk about what's going on in Russia and the killing of uh of the. <sighs> I'll talk about that later. I'll give you my thoughts. If Harry was here, we could have a real good conversation. But we'll have a we'll have more conversation when he comes back because you know we are authorities on what is going on in Russia and Putin and his killing ways. <laughs> the K the KGB is dead. Long live the KGB. <laughs> I tell you what, <clears throat> Germany is like, you can't even say the word Nazi in Germany. It's illegal. They'll lock your ass up. They don't play that stuff. There's not a swastika to be found. They don't even play with it in museums. They don't play that mess. It's all done with. Uh uh-uh. uh. They want to wipe that. Not wipe it from their, from their history or memory, but they want the world to know this was a terrible thing that we had that we did on our watch, and it will never happen again in Germany. They, they, they are about it. Now, do they have a skinhead head problem all the? Time? Yes, yes, they do. Everybody does. But they know what to look for with that whole nazi mess neo-nazi mess they pay attention they root it out they're like ah, 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 ah. we don't seen this story and it does not need a sequel <laughs> and we're gonna do everything in our power to not have a sequel and they they meant it they meant it so truth and reconciliation is a real thing Rwanda, truth and reconciliation is a real thing. South Africa, truth and reconciliation is a real thing. America, not so much. <laughs> we don't. We know. We we neither nor tell the truth or reconcile the truth. <laughs> we ain't gonna never have a truth and reconciliation. Nothing, because <laughs> we don't even want to believe. Well, slavery was such a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Blight has a whole book out on Yale and uh, and his slavery past. You know, I read a passage last night that said, uh, if it wasn't for enslaved workers, Yale nor Connecticut would exist. <laughs> woo baby. Reckon with it. That's all right. You got to reckon with it. That's what it's supposed to do. You're supposed to reckon and wrestle and then get to some get to how we how do we how do we not go back here again? How do we not have the sequel? How do we not how how do we not go back to this? All of it. All of it. How do we make Israel whole? How do we make Palestine whole? How do we make the Congo whole? How do we do these things? We have all the intellectual capital in the world, the best and the brightest minds that are living and breathing right now. And yet we cannot get to a place of universal peace and abundance for all. Like that that that's not a that's not a pipe dream. That we, could, we could actually do that if we all said that's what we want. You know? If we all said that's what we want. We're not saying that yet. There's a few of us out there. There's a few people out there who are praying for peace fervently. And yes, prayers are definitely needed. And prayers change things. Prayer changes things. So for anybody who's like, well, what is prayer going to do? You ain't been praying. (laughs) You probably been in for prayers that were whispered upon your behalf that you ain't even know about. That's why your little ass is still standing. Because somebody somewhere has been praying on your behalf and you ain't even know about it. You know, as the old people say, cover. Cover. You know. And prayer is not a religious thing. Although religion has co-opted it. I don't, listen, whatever. You know? Prayer is that, is what you... Is all that good intention you put into the universe because your voice is an echo. What goes out comes back round. You know, that's how abundance works. I I believe in I believe in peace. I, I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in the lives of other people. I know it is possible. You can't tell me it's not possible. If we could put people in the moon and Mars and all these places, if we could swim to the, if we could take a ship to the deepest depths of the oceans, you know, if we could find cures and figure out things, then we can absolutely figure out peace and how to make it contagious across the land. If we, we could have peace move about the world the way COVID-19 did, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Right? So it's tough because everybody's got to fight through their own foolishness and their own beliefs and come to one mind about, you know, I I would challenge people to start, what do I want from my, my neighbor? What do I want for my neighbor? What do I want for my brother? What do I want for my sister? What do I want for the people across the street? That's how you, you start. You start with, what do I want for them? And when and when you're standing there and saying, what do I want for them? They're doing the same thing. They're doing the same thing. I, I want for my neighbor this, that, and the other thing. Right? So I'm going to take a break. It's 9.58. Uh, I take a break. I'll be back at uh 10:15. Y'all hang out. I'll be back. Love
3: and happiness, yeah. Something that can make you do wrong, make you do right. Yeah. <laughs> Love. you really feel good about somebody There's nothing wrong Being in love with someone, yeah hey. Oh baby Love and a happy man. Love and a happy
1: is too expensive And I'm not a little boy If you are serious Don't play with my heart It makes me furious But if you want me to love you Then, uh, baby, I will Girl, you know I will Tell it like it is Don't be ashamed Let your conscience be your guide But I know deep down inside of me. I believe you love me. Forget your foolish pride. Life is too short to have sorrow. You may be here today and gone tomorrow. You might as well get what you want. So go on and live. Baby, go on and live. Tell it like it is. I'm nothing to play with. Go and find yourself a toy. But i tell it. My time is too expensive, and I'm not your
0: little boy. Welcome back. you're listening to Love Babs, Love Talk on 103.5 WNHH, you know, we're live streaming across uh, all social media sites, and from the New Haven Independent site. You know, if you click on the New Haven Independent site, up on the left hand, there's an a old-school uh, Victrola. Is it a Victrola or is it the radio? Is it a radio? It's neither. It's, <laughs> it's, it's letters. Uh, so it says you can click here and listen live. So that's how you can listen to me. And read what's going on in the independent at the same time. So uh, I hope everybody's well. So in the last hour, I was just talking about the Hopkins stuff. Go over there and jump into conversation. There's like 68 comments over there now. Uh, people are weighing in. They feel some kind of way about all this foolishness. (sighs) I said all I'm going to say about it. That's it. Now I'm going to turn my attentions toward uh, Russia. (laughs) Listen, y'all know Putin plays the long game. He is not above killing people. Uh, And he killed that guy. And now they don't want to get a body back to the family because they know they done did some mess. I don't get it. You know, Putin, you was going all right with this um <clears throat> march on uh 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 on the uh, uh the the folks in uh uh this what is the name of these people? <laughs> Their country. You you were uh you were fine with uh marching on Ukraine because you knew the world particularly Westerners have a short attention span and you know we and you know Americans and, and and American leadership is losing losing interest in supporting this war so you were you were pretty much in the clear to just march on these people but no 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 you had to go and kill that guy and uh, and by killing that guy, you, 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 you trigger the world outrage against you yet again. So, uh, and that guy, it was beloved and he, he was not afraid to die. He actually, he knew he was going to die. He knew it. He knew they was going to kill him and all this other kind of stuff. And, uh, uh, it was just a matter of time. And uh, and you know he was sentenced to like hard time in Siberia wherever the hell. Uh, but you, you don't brought the world back down on you now. Now people are now you got people in your own country mad because they they looked up to this guy, uh, they believed in what he was saying. They 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 took uh, uh, they took a lot of uh, of what he said to heart. And, uh, and you killing them, I, I don't think that stops them. I think his, his name is Nalvani, Nalvani, Nalvani uh, uh, is now probably going to be held up as a martyr, right? Because, you know, people will get behind dead people in a minute, <laughs> particularly those that are noble, you know, especially those that are noble. So, you know, you 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 could have you could have really marched and finished up marching on Ukraine while the world wasn't really paying attention. But now you know brought the you don't brought the attention back to the world now. Uh, and now they're going to be like, "Wait a minute." And and then your little Russian operative who started this whole Hunter Biden, President Biden scandal that did not exist. Uh I didn't really have no intel. I, I was just trusting what the Russians was telling me. <laughs> you got Tucker Carlson talking about listen, these Russian grocery stores are the best. Just just at basics, just what you need. <laughs> Apparently Tucker Carlson has never been to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or Wegman's. Because I'm gonna tell you, baby, when you go to any one of them, you're not trying to mess around in a Russian grocery store. <laughs> like what? I was like, somebody go and look at his bank account, see how much money these Russians is paying him to be a fool for uh, on American television. So all these people that started this whole let's 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 go after Hunter Biden, they ought to be they ought to be uh, a hauled into court for treason. How you gonna take, and then and then it is the killer for me. Well, this little Russian, little, this little Russian spy person, uh, uh, snitch, was always you know his information was always credible, until it isn't. <laughs> That's what happens when you're so anxious to do dirt. When you're so anxious to do dirt, you actually dig your own grave. I hope, and then you know, the dibs they they don't they don't know how to. And how to use this to their advantage? I would I, this if I if I was in the de- Democratic leadership and I'm not. This is what I would. This is how I would use. This is how I would play this. I would go to the American people and say, "Listen, you have people in your own congressional leadership that do not trust American intel, that do not trust how we run our country. So much so that at the first side of some money dangling in front of them." They jump to destroy us. I would that would be the narrative. And I would I'd make it a very nasty ass narrative. I know so much for peace, right, perhaps So much for peace. <laughs> well, we don't have peace right now. And <clears throat> they dragged the American public through a whole rigmarole around Hunter Biden and this damn briefcase and he's and his on the you know, on some board and took some money and all this other kind of stuff, and I come to find out it was all just a lie. <laughs> ah, and what are they gonna say? I mean, are they even talking about it on Fox News? Because you know, that's Fox News is the is the uh, the Russian based uh, 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 news outlet here in America. You know, anything that comes out of Moscow, they're going to report on it and tell it. And, uh, yeah. I'm just saying. It's just a lot. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a lot. Just so much. So, anyway. Uh, the Russian people won't give back this man's body to his people they killed him and they probably beat his ass and you know i I, I don't get it. It's making it worse. but I don't think they, I don't think they care at this point. i I really don't think Russia really cares. i they don't care. I think you know when I think about when Putin came to office, I think he was like, oh, I'm going to sit at the big boy table with the rest of the world leaders. And then when when he didn't get the attention or the respect that he th- I think he thought he deserved. And, you know, he's still salty about the USSR breakup. And, you know, when you come to the KGB, I don't think you leave those tools, skills and mindset behind you. I don't I don't care how much you think you're setting up some kind of voting exercise for your people. I mean, it's not democracy, but. You know, you're like, all right, I'm going to let you vote. But whatever you vote for, I'm still going to be the president. (laughs) (laughs) And that, my friend, is how dictators operate. That's just how they operate. So these congressional looney tunes over here who who are espousing the toughness of Putin, uh, A.K.A. Donald Trump foolishness. I, I don't understand that. Russia is not our ally. Did they, not, did they miss that lesson? They must have missed that lesson. Did they miss that lesson? Like when we get into a scrap, we're not calling Russia. They're not the people we're going to call. When something go down in the world, we're not calling them. We're just not calling them. Do you understand what ally means? Does anybody anybody hey, you know what ally means? Russia's not our ally. When we get into when we when we when we need some muscle in another part of the world, we don't call Russia. First of all, you cannot give them an inch. <laughs> and listen, Russian people, I'm a big vodka drinker where I used to be. So I ain't mad at you. I, I I like a bowl of borscht just like the next person. Alright. But I do know your president, dictator, president, leader, whatever, he doesn't want y'all to have freedom. He doesn't want y'all to have creature comforts. He doesn't even want y'all to be happy. <laughs> is is there a word for happy in the Russian language? Somebody look that up. I don't I don't think there is. And if it is, it's been stricken from the dictionary in Russia, I can tell you that. You know, so Tucker Carlson, you should move over there since you love it so much, since you love shopping in their grocery stores. (laughs) He's such a fool. He's such a fool. But, you know, I mean, Fox is not about truth. I mean, it's just not. They're not. They they are they are really uh, one of the catalysts for the demise of democracy as we know it. They are one of the catalysts for the demise of of uh, American interactions. Uh, they are the ones that keep mess going. You know what I'm saying, y'all? If you've been hanging around Black people, you know when we say mess, that is catch all for all the stupidity that is going on in the congressional leadership. So. I, I don't, and listen. Uh uh. Joe Biden has to be the next president because wh- what are we going to depend on? We we cannot. Golden shoe Golden sneaker boy, Trump. Somebody wrote air treasons. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, air treasons. And now, guess here's the part: they're three hundred ninety-nine dollars. There's no telling when, if you buy them, when you will get them. <laughs> so essentially, you're just coughing up four hundred dollars for the possibility. You just you just funding Trump. That's that. Just say that. Like don't don't even say you bought sneakers, because that's just a ridiculous thing. And and why would you buy sneakers from a man who don't play not near a bit of sport except golf? And I, and I hear that's you know questionable. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I you know what? I, I don't understand people. I saw the thing in the Times the other day. Um, they asked about 10 people who are uh unsettled about the election about who they would vote for interesting mix of people you know white people black people latinos uh it's like 10 people out of the 10 people two were squarely voting for biden it wasn't black people uh and uh And then the rest of the, the other eight people were for Trump. I, I It is baffling to me. I think the only thing that I could like in people liking Trump is like, I remember my, my Aunt Catherine, when she was alive, she loved professional wrestling. Like, she loved it. And, and when I would go over to her house and sit down and hang out with her, I'd be like, Aunt Cat, you know this isn't real. <laughs> and I, I thought she could see what I saw. <laughs> she was insulted. Oh, it is real. Don't you see blah 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 blah. You know, it was like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, it was all these these cats. I said, "I'm cat. This these This is not real. They would not be able to survive if this was real." I think I think my aunt you know, in that moment just disliked me. <laughs> I think I think my aunt disliked me in that moment, and and so we never talked wrestling again. I think she thought this was gonna be like a bonding. But I couldn't stand it. I these grown men and these little speedos jumping from the thing onto each other and boom bam. And I was like, so this is how I think Trump supporters, the Trump and the rest of us, see gaslighting, fake theatrics terrible acting do you know what I mean like (laughs) that's that's the only way I can explain this level of nightmare (laughs) no I don't get it he's not well read and then wait and here's the other crazy 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 part keeps talking about Joe Biden's age I'm like Trump you only 77 man Biden is 80. You're like three, four years apart. You're not twenty years apart. You're not ten years apart. <laughs> and honestly, Biden can outrun you. I I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's hard. It's painful to watch, uh, It is painful to watch people talk about how they support him. I I and and I I sit there and I watch with my mouth gaping open because I'm thinking, what? Why? Like what how do you talk to these people? And some of these people are are, are I, I don't get it. I think the only thing I can think of is one, that my whole wrestling analogy and two, that they think that he's being unfairly persecuted. And that he's not been given a chance to really lead. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't and I, you know, I don't get it. I just don't get it. And it's exhausting. I don't even talk to people anymore about their political leanings in that regard. I never really did anyway because I, you know, race and politics. I mean, I love talking politics. Like, I love talking politics from a place of strategy. I don't like talking politics in terms of people. I think Nikki Haley is dis. I think she just sold her soul... chance and she kept jumping at that brass ring and the more she jumped the more she lost that she is almost unrecognizable as a person of integrity that's the the painful thing I think to see in her Uh, and how she has shed her ethnicity has shed her family history for the sake of this you know she pulls it on when she's When, you know, when when she's trying to compare herself to something. But not really. You know, I know discrimination, but not really. You know what I mean? Uh, She doesn't use her name in a way. It's just a whitewashing all the way around. And people get to do what they want to do. Like, you know. But we also get to sit in judgment, right? I'm judging her harshly. She could judge me harshly. I'm not running for offense. But she can judge me harshly about the decisions I made in my life. I, I'm, I'm not thin-skinned like that. But I think, I think when you sell your soul that fast and that deeply, that you're going to look back and be like, I was a terrible person. I, I hope that she has that moment of reckoning where she was like, I, I didn't play this right know i i let these white boys tell me who i was and i wrote that narrative to the point of me being unrecognizable i i i think i think that's the story she's gonna have to come to jesus with for i think because listen it's a. Uh, I, I just watched her, and I'm thinking, girl, what are you doing? Yeah, You you, I, I said this, and Harry and I said this, Donald Trump does not have a floor. And believe it or not, some of these people do have a floor, even though they act like they don't have a floor. There are some things they're just not going to say and do, because it's just not in them. And And the ones that it's in them uh, you know, the Taylor Greens and that other bobblehead girl and a bunch of them. Uh, and, you know, they've they they they've already shown themselves to be people of no integrity, no cooth, no home training, and just uh, uh, greedy. Just a level of greed. Um, and they don't even know what they're trying to be greedy for. That's the crazy part you know and and you know they they want to privatize medicare they want to they want to part y'all with your money and y'all stupid asses is going to march yourselves right to it no uh you're going to march yourself right to it and it's a shame voting in your in your in your your uh not in your best interest. And, you know, I I think what bothers me too, I just saw this piece. It's these poor states, you know, like these Mississippis and Alabamas and, you know, these poor ass states, like they're like, there's only 50 states and they're like 40, 49 and 50, respectively, (laughs) Across the board, for education, for healthcare, for housing, for employment, like they're just at the bottom. You know, they're rivalled out of third world countries. They're not even. They're not even. They're not even on par with developing nations. And for them to sort of say now, frozen embryos are humans. And if somebody drops them in the lab or destroys them, they're committing murder. And, you know, (laughs) these dummies out here trying to redo undo science, it's just the most ridiculous thing. So this is what I propose. If that's the case, every time a man ejaculates, that's the potential for a child. And every time that he has sex that's a potential so every woman who has sex with the man should if they're in those poor ass states they should go ahead and file for child support in in the event that those sperm hit an egg and fertilize it and the potential child appears just start that's what i that's what i want them to you know we're gonna play stupid and and ridiculous, we might as well just run the whole gamut. So I want somebody to go into these legislatures and and broker up legislation that says um, 13 to 25 or 13 to 40 or whatever. I don't care what it is. uh, That anytime you have sex with anybody, you have to register that you have sex and then you have to give that woman's name and she gets starts on child support. Why not? There's a possibility here that life could begin. It's a real possibility. You know, what are the chances? <laughs> what are the chances? That's that's. That's, that's my argument. I'm no attorney. I just play one on the radio. I, this is my, listen, all right, so we're going to play stupid. Let's play stupid all the way around. So every time a man has sex, he's got to go register that he's having sex and got to name who he's having sex with. And then she has to go and sign up for child support immediately on the off chance that she could get pregnant. <laughs> And that child support should kick in immediately. And then if she turns out she's not pregnant, then it stops. But we want to give people a head start with new life. (laughs) I'm just saying. Doesn't that make sense? I think that's a way better deal than penalizing and trying to jail women for pregnancies that they don't know about uh, until about 12 weeks anyway. I think that's a better deal. How come men not getting these penal getting penalized? It's their sperm. <laughs> Women are not having babies by themselves. They not st- we not starfish. <laughs> that that's that's where I'm going with. I want to see that legislation. I swear to God, I would move to Louisiana or Arkansas or Mississippi or Alabama. And run for office just so I can walk that in. Just so I can walk that in. <laughs> if they want to talk crazy, oh, dibs, you should talk crazy right back. That's what I'm saying. I know you won't, though. I know you won't. But I, I think that's, I think that's, you know, listen. I think that's a, a, a Planned Parenthood. I think that's a cause you can pick up. All these other organizations, I think that's a cause. At you pro-life people, that's a cause you could get behind. Jam these men up, jam them up. <laughs> See if legislation don't change. <laughs> no, since everybody think they scientists and doctors, did you think you scientists and doctors? and Prove it, think what you know. All they asses is in the court. Every time you have sex with a woman, you got it registered. And you gotta, and she gotta go and file for child support immediately. And you get your wages garnished immediately. (laughs) And, 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 and if it finds out in six weeks that she's not pregnant, my bad, then your payments stop. And you don't get that money back because that money goes to preparation for new life. You know, vitamins, all the things, you know that you might need when you're about to have a baby. I'm just saying, that's, that's what I'm brokering. Anybody with me? Who's with me? At first I thought, you know what, vasectomies. I think vasectomies is a good thing too. I think when a kid becomes 13, a vasectomy, march their little asses to their pedi- pediatricians ought to be doing vasectomies. Do a vasectomy a 13, because you can reverse a vasectomy, no problem. You just put some ice on 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 those nether nether parts for a day, and you right back out there playing basketball, football, soccer, whatever the hell it is you do. And then if you want it reversed, uh, at what whatever the age is, maybe maybe we don't say 18, maybe we say 25 so at the age of 25 you've got to go through some kind of classroom about what to do if you're a parent (laughs) some kind of you have to go through uh uh how how you get a girl pregnant and and a parenting class and once you get signed off on those things and you complete them satisfactorily then you could take your little diploma certificate Back to the doctor and get your vasectomy undone. You know, I'm just saying. Oh, and you know what? I'll make it even better. You have to have a promise of marriage and an engagement to in order to get it done. <laughs> oh, those marriage people would love this. Oh, you can't get your vasectomy undone until you have an, uh, uh, an engagement of marriage. Just, I mean, I'm to go and we gotta be ridiculous. Let's just, let's just go all the way, all the way. You know, let's just go all the way. That way we don't have to worry about unwanted pregnancies. Like women don't have to be the bearer of that by themselves that men can stand up and take responsibility for their actions. Those are my two pieces of legislation. This would cure all this talk, all this talk, all this talk, all of it, all of it, right? It would cure all of it, and then I, I can hear the I can hear the the blowback now. They were, people would people will be arguing left and right, and I would say, well, what? I said, well, well, what about women? I mean, this is what women have to do. So I, it, it should be some equal time and some some equal skin in this game. Skin in the game. Equal. Not just women. Men should be going home crying too. <laughs> Ooh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Well, we turn 13, I have a vasectomy. And then you're going to, if you want to get it undone at 25, then you've got to go through a sex education class and a parenting class. And you've got to come back with an engagement of some sort to somebody. And uh, we'll sign off and you can get your vasectomy and then you know, have all the unprotected sex you want. You know, with your betrothed. <laughs> but the moment that you have sex, though, you got to let them know who you're having sex with. And then that woman has to go and file for child support immediately, and the garnishment to your wages begin that day she signs off on that. And if she turns out she's not pregnant, well, my bad, and she can't, and you can't get your money back because you've got to be prepared for beginning of life. It costs. <laughs> that's that's my that's how I would solve this. I would put that right out there on Front Street. See what happens. See how many people jump at it. See how many men jump at that. I wonder if anybody would say, "Boy, that's a good ass idea." <laughs> every time, some, every time a man has sex with a woman, he got to register that he has sex, consensual sex with the woman, and then she has to immediately go file for child support, even if she's on birth control or not, because you know the mysteries of. Of fertilization. Since, since we know, since we're playing fast and loose with science, <laughs> and that, my friends, is is my reproductive health class talk for the day. Talk about it amongst yourselves. I'm going to see if I can talk about it in other spaces and see if I can get somebody to come to the floor with this. I think it's I think it's brilliant. And you can have all kinds of debate, committee meetings, hearings, have hearings on it. Hooray doctors, hooray the religious people, all the things. A, a, a veritable circus, if you will. Good use of taxpayers' time. Or, or my favorite, allow women to have agency over their own damn bodies. But since we don't want to do that, let's try it this way. <laughs> Equal. I'm on my way out, good people. I'm back tomorrow. Guess who's back tomorrow with me? En route, I get to have En route tomorrow, ten fifteen. So if you want to get your Arisha's aligned, babies, tune in tomorrow, ten fifteen. I'll be here. And thank you, uh, Nora and Nora's uh, assistant that she is training. Woohoo! Thank you, Harry. I know you're h- hovering, and uh, I'll see you later. Thank you, Paul. Bye. I work so hard all day And then I'm supposed to sleep through the night Take care of all that works out the way So ladies, put your sexy on And tell them that we're hanging too